following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. What's so? What's the good word? Jess and I are sitting here, and uh, before we hit record, we were talking about personality tests. Yep. And <laughs> uh, we're not that different. No. I don't think so. No, not not huge. A few things. Yeah. So the the ones we were talking about were the endogram. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? I don't know. I don't know if you heard my endogram? boys like talking. Yeah, they about came it. in, and I was like, like, immigrants? What? No. What's an endogram? Anagram. I don't know a number. <laughs> Not an enema. An <laughs> Not that either. Not a, neither one of those. Nope. That's a bad personality <laughs> test. <laughs> that's what you don't want to take. <laughs> if you're going in for that personality test, people will be like, I, yeah, pass. they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Enneagram and then the... Um, and then we were talking about the the I don't know the lion one the, or the, the it's animal, not the li- animal one the animal yeah, one I yeah, don't yeah. know what it yeah and then the Myers Briggs you're right Myers Briggs one I did in college me too so it's been years it's gotta have changed I I feel like everything changes a little bit just know. as not a ton though maybe um I think they're yeah yeah maybe I don't know eh, uh, I don't know if they do there I think there's little tweaks and you might shift a little on the scale you think your personality will change like but maybe not drastically. It's not like spiritual gifts. You think it's different? I don't know. There's no right or wrong answer here, by the I way. I know. I don't know. I think. Just more curious. I, I think as you grow, like as you get older and yeah. you experience life more, yeah. whether it's just being aware of your weaknesses and you're able to kind of adapt or strengthen those a little, there might be a little True. bit of a shift, but I don't know that there's a huge shift. Yeah, because I should I should do the Myers Briggs. I'm I'm very interested now. Just if like I did change. Yeah. Because I don't think my personality has changed a whole lot. No. I think I've just I think you just maybe you just learn to deal with your personality. Yes. Like you're like, oh, this is if this is the way I'm wired, then this is what I need to like mm-hmm. keep in mind and stay conscious of or whatever the case right. is. I don't know. Well, and if this is how other people are wired, it helps you um interact and relate with them as well like knowing that they're wired differently than you well and i think that's a hard part right now like taking them is because i look at them and i go wait hold on what do i do with this information right which is my thing with anything i'm like okay so you spit out like this big like you you pegged me good Mm -hmm. job you know or whatever the case is and now i'm sitting here and i'm going okay like what do i do so uh backstory like i just hired a new coach Okay. Yeah. Super nice. And he asked me like the questions. He's like, like, what, what's your personality type? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, um, so I was like, man, I should probably go revisit that. So yeah. I revisited that. But it was funny because I told him, I said, I can give them to you, but I don't know what to do with that information. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that's where coaches come in. Right. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, good. good. That's why I'm paying you. Oh yes, Yay. absolutely. But anyway, um, yeah. So I never know what to do with it. Like I could get yours and I could be like, oh yeah, that's Jessica. But I'm like, Okay, wh- what do I do with this? I think I've looked at it before um, and gone, okay, if this is their personality type, then this is probably how they communicate a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this yeah. is, th- if they're, it, it just changes, the w- it can change the way yeah. you interact with someone, um, especially if you see, like, there's conflict with someone. Yeah. It it goes, oh, that's, like, they're on the opposite end of the scale and the spectrum as me. Okay, I need to change how I'm viewing things so I can relate to them better and hopefully navigate that conflict or whatever. Yeah. So, 
again, it, it is what it is. The one that I you had, you sent this to me in a text message this yeah, morning yeah, as yeah. I'm pulling into the church. Yeah, do it really cool. And I'm like, hey, I'm an eight. And you're like, when did you take it last? And I'm like, I think it's been a year. Sure enough, I took it. Again, I'm an eight still. Yeah. And which is kind of like, oh, good, it didn't change. Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I am because it didn't change. But um, I think it just is good to, like, it allowed me to revisit that a little. And the one I took gave like, these are your strengths if you're an eight. These are your weaknesses. These are the ways you communicate. So it actually gave a lot more in-depth information with your results, mm-hmm. which I found helpful yeah. because I went, oh, that is where I struggle. Right, right. Oh, that's where I struggle. So, right, right. again, help me understand my... Well, I think if anything, like when I was reading through it, it, it helps me know how you think. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, you think... Because the Enneagram, at least, I looked at it and I was like, that is exactly what goes on in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I could... I mean, that, I could see that. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is... This is what you're thinking or whatever the case is. But, um, yeah, there's still uh, maybe maybe on the surface I could figure out like, okay, this is how we work together and I could work with you like leadership wise. Mm -hmm. But um, I think there's more to it that I would love to like know, like, okay, this is what you do with that information. You know, big companies like and they they, they, they eat this stuff up. And this like the Instagram one was really big a few years ago and Mm -hmm. everybody was like it was floating everywhere. And that's. They want to know, like, how are how are teams going to relate together? And I don't know enough of the science and the smart behind it to be able to dig in. But well, and that I, th- I think that's more the the road I was taking because I would like to know, like, okay, like on a team, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it would be really cool for us, like, okay, here's our teams, like, here's the person who's like a ministry head, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Now here's going to be four people that you want to look for yeah. that are going to highlight your team, you right. know what I mean? They're going to help you. And maybe we could navigate, um, like, some of our frustrating seasons. Right. You know, this is why we had strife or problems or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. And I don't know if we do that enough. I don't know if we pull back enough and we're like, hey, let's let's analyze this no. and, and let's, let's see where you guys are at. I mean, it would be really funny in a conflict to be like, you know what? Uh, everybody's going to stop and take personality Right. <laughs> well, but I think about it, like, we don't even pull back sometimes and go, okay, let's da- let let's look at my team. Are we made up of a variety of spiritual gifts or yeah. has everyone got the same gifting? Yeah. Like sometimes I think it's important as leaders to take that step back, kind of pause where you're at and just evaluate the people you're working for. It doesn't mean if they don't, if they're, I need a six, a two and a three on my team, right, you know, right, like, right. but being aware that, Hey, there might be a gap that I'm missing. Yeah. That might be someone needing to be raised up. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, I think I'm gonna run our whole team through the grid. Like, I think I'm gonna look at it and be Ooh, like, fun. Oh, ministry heads." And I stuff love like this that. stuff. I like it too. Well, and it, that came out like, but I love systems and structures yeah. and order and and whatnot. You know, it's really funny putting it in somebody's hand who is who hates it. Matt hates it. My husband, he oh. hates it. He for one of his job interviews when he was interviewing, it was between two places, and this one, the pro- like he had to go through all of this stuff, and he finally he's like. I'm out. I'm just taking the other job. It's really it. good. Yeah. And they're not making me jump through all these hoops because it is. It's draining for him where I'm like, oh, tell me about yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know more. But that would fit with my personality type. So Well, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, you almost like don't have to take it if you're like Matt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, OK, we're good. We know who you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you hate this. But I don't know, man. Like, I, like, what do you do with somebody who's I need to do a lot more research yeah. on it because there's there's just some stuff where I'm like. Again, I get this at the at the, the, base, the surface yeah. level. You know what I mean? What's but I'm like, for? hmm, what's this look like? Yeah. Like way below or yeah. whatever the case is. And then how do you utilize? But then at the same time, um, the conversation in regards to these personality tests that uh, I was having the other day was 
around like I hate it when it defines me though too because mm-hmm. I'm like man I don't like to be backed into a corner yeah but so. what if I'm gonna what if I'm not always that right. and I think that's where these are with anything that you take like in this world a guide like mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna tick off every single box of that one right. um because we all bring a little bit it, like they're very broad general yeah. um, even though they seem super specific at times and you're like whoa you read my brain yeah <laughs> like, well and the harder thing is like when i'm taking it i think that when you're taking the test yeah. i'm going i know how to, uh, if i say this it's yeah gonna come up i have this. to not think like yeah. i did it really fast yeah. because if i have to do if i think about them and i process them and I, yeah. even if i filter them through like what what does God's word tell me how I should answer? Right. Like it would totally change it sometimes because it's not the I mean it shouldn't but I'm not naturally a giver by heart. Like right. That's not an e- that's not one of my spiritual gifts. Like the the I don't know what it is. Mercy. Which one of the spiritual gifts that's in that vein? Blah, I can't I remember. Anyway, maybe mercy. it's one of those. But I was reading some of these and I'm like, well, I know what the godly answer is. Right. It'd be like the high end, but I'm more on the low end. So I need to just like, I think you just got to do them. You can't overthink it. If well, you overthink I, it, you overanalyze and it. And I wonder if what would happen if you take it like every season, like in the oh. winter and then you take it in the summer and then you take it like as the weather's I'm changing. Much more optimistic like, in the summer. When yeah. Like I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> wait, hold on. It's raining now. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can but do it. But I've that. been in the sun all week. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Like in the dead of winter when I just want to see the sun and I'm cold, that might not so be. So you take an average of all four seasons and this is who you are although going back to i just did it what a year ago and or a year or two years i had it saved on my phone so it was enough time that i was saved at some point when i had the iphone (laughs) you know i don't know what that was so there you go but it stayed the same yeah so anyway interesting endeavor um kind of a fun little rabbit trail but uh i'm having fun with it i guess like revisiting it i don't know why i went away from it for so long but i did Oh, well, I think we focus in the ministry world on your spiritual gift test. Yeah, we don't focus on the personality test as much. And it, it almost feels like it's um, it's it's kind of selfish, you know, yeah. like um, walking through those those parameters of um, like who am I and, mm-hmm. and what am I supposed to do, you know, or whatever the so. case is. It feels selfish. Yeah, it can be probably, but I think yeah. we do need to know who we are. Like, but God's wired you a certain way. We also are in process and should always be growing and changing. So there's that. Yeah. So if mine's not changing, maybe I need to <laughs> reevaluate. Yeah. You've been the same person Crap. for the last 20 years. Oh, man. Oh. Oops. But I think there that would be interesting, and I don't have it from college, but like where exactly you fell on the scale. Mm-hmm. Like you remember like the I'm this, but were you really, really crazy right, on this right, side right, or right. were you barely over the line? Like where did and where are you now? Which I wouldn't remember, even know where I kept that. But. Well, and that's what it feels like. Like I think you just learn how to adapt to your personality, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm curious about right now. Is am I adapting correctly or incorrectly? Mm. Like, so have I modified my personality because of what other people have done or or dictated, mm-hmm. or have, have I done it correctly? You right. know, to where I'm like, okay, you're still honoring self mm-hmm. and savior. Uh, well, moving forward, yeah, this is who God called you to be. Like, for example, I'm a huge extrovert. Mm-hmm. Just always have been. Uh, but when I say huge, I've learned to pull it back. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's so many times where I think people would look at me and go, I don't think you're extroverted. Well, maybe you just don't know me in that capacity mm-hmm. because I've shelved it because right. I know that in that season or, you know, sitting around that table or whatever the case is, like, it's not going to be good for you. Right. You know what I mean? So kind of curb crazy i guess a little bit you know or whatever or i know people who are extremely extroverted who who are introverted that come out as extroverts and i think they've just learned like Mm -hmm. i have to be outgoing right now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i have to i have to do that so i don't know anyway 
Um, I digress. <laughs> so, two, two, two things. Uh, one, this is it yeah. uh, in regards to uh, the book. So we're finishing up lead by Paul David Tripp, right. and we're in uh, chapter 12, which he's talking about presence. And then mm-hmm. we're going to move in as we do par uh, for the course, which is I usually tell Jessica what we're going to do like right at the very end. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to move into for Friday, huh? Yeah. Uh, we're going to move into Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is, by the way, do you have James's, um, do you get his uh, Thursday email? No, I don't. It's so good. You gotta to subscribe, to, subscribe it. to it. It's so good. He does three, two, one. Um, mm-hmm. So he does three thoughts by him, two thoughts by others, and one question. Hmm. It is hands down the best email I get all week long. Oh, you I don't email me a lot, so I, I'm safe in saying that. <laughs> I don't email you like <laughs> ever. <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah, like if I, you got an email from me, it uh, probably was not good. <laughs> I don't even know if you text me a whole lot. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't, yeah, so I see you. Enough. You speak vicariously through me. Through my wife, yes, a lot because <laughs> I hear those. I, things, say, I feel like I see your family enough. We don't need yeah, other yeah, communication. Yeah, yeah. yeah more, normally it is it is conversation. I was gonna say you're one of the few who, but I don't get a lot of email. Uh, do you get a lot of email? Um, I don't get I don't get a ton of it anymore. Uh, not tons. I mean, we've moved to a different platform, so a lot of I get a lot of stuff through the the platform we use to yeah. communicate at the church. I get mostly text messages, though. Yeah. I think it's quicker. But I'm pretty quick to, uh, that's not true. I get a lot of email, but it's a lot of parent emails because uh, I'm dealing, like I deal with a lot of the parents yeah. and communicating information and things like that. So, well, that's I, where mine I used to go. think like people would be like, I had like a thousand emails and I was like, that's a crazy ton. Then I realized there were like one, one sentence emails. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you just text? Yeah. Like, it could be so much easier. And they're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, that's And half like of my lot. emails are like junk or stuff i don't like i have a junk email separate account but still they somehow filter in or oh, all done or i've subscribed to someone and then i'm like dude you're crazy and i always forget to unsubscribe so i just delete it or you don't have time yeah you're like where is that unsubscribe button because it's all the way at the bottom it and is you, and then I'm, you're gonna take yeah. me to a website and then yeah. i'm probably gonna have to enter my email address and, and then <laughs> before you know it, you're watching youtube videos i know on, and then on i'm distracted <laughs> and then i still haven't unsubscribed <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh wow! And the only reason that you know that you didn't unsubscribe because you got to click out of all the yes. other like things, <laughs> and then it shows up, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, dude, dude, that's why I got out here in the first place. Yeah, like, so, what is um, wrong with I me? I just delete them. That's so <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll pick up um, season five, which is crazy yeah. to think about. But um, with Atomic Habits, which it's a, it's a super kind of like uh, can I say hot like a super hot book right now I don't know I don't know I don't know if that's a word my favorite thing is you just said you're gonna hate it like before we went on you're I like, don't know if you'll hate it <laughs> I'm like oh good I love books like this I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to like uh, go through your personality test and see if yeah. you're really gonna hate it like maybe <laughs> I'll be like ooh t- this Ooh. is fifty fifty maybe not maybe she'll she'll uh, I think you'll like concepts in it yeah James isn't a Christian so. Okay. Um, to my understanding, I don't know. Maybe he is. The book is crazy though because uh, I should just pause this, but um, I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he starts out like a story, so he should be dead. He got hit in the face with a baseball bat oh. um, and broke his nose and like like. You'll read it in the intro. Oh yeah, but uh, it's it's a really kind of crazy story. So his life is kind of interesting because um, I'm super curious like what he does believe mm-hmm. and I've seen interviews with him you know and stuff like that and what um, and, and some of those things so but 
I I don't think he he's a believer. Hmm. I don't think so. So it'll be interesting to put like kind of that spiritual yeah. bent on yeah. on some of his. Um, be vastly different than what we're reading now. Yeah. Total. Totally different. Totally different. Which which is fine. Which Absolute is good. That's good. Yep. Keep it, keep it fun. Yeah. Keep us thinking. Um. So, uh, chapter mm-hmm. twelve. Paul uh, ends his his masterpiece manifesto. I wonder what his manifesto is. Like, oh, I don't know. I, if you looked at that, always amazes me with people who uh, mul- like author multiple mm-hmm. books. Like, what's your favorite? You know, like, yeah. what's what's your favorite book? And it's probably the one that didn't sell. Probably. Yeah. Like, isn't that how it always <laughs> works? The, the one that you're like, I hit this out of the park. You're yeah. Like, or you just love the content. You're yeah. so passionately in love with it. And it didn't land. Like, oh. what's your what's your favorite event that you do every year? Ooh. Is it the most popular or is it not? Uh, it might be because I love sports camp. Uh, it, yeah. That's my. It brings in like a little bit of the because I coached gymnastics and ran those camps for years and years. It brings a little bit of that like camp thing. Yeah. Pl- with the sports side of it, plus the, I don't know. In I love summer. That. And summer. So Although I'm wondering if this high school camp that we're doing this summer might not take it might over. Might not take in Kentucky, place. right? No, that well, that's our mission trip. But we're going. I'm taking the high schoolers to um, Grace Adventures and we're oh, running yeah, our yeah, own yeah, camp. Yeah, so right. yeah. that might that might be up there. We'll see. Who knows? Or it might be terrible. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, I remember youth trips, and I'm just like, I just have no desire to go back there. Like, oh, should, I think it's fun. Oof, good for you. I mean. I, I think your personality test just says you're in the right <laughs> spot. <laughs> it's going to go back to that over and over yeah. again. All right. So anyway, uh, he closes up presence with um, you will only handle the inevitable weakness, failure and sin of your leaders when you view them through the lens of the presence, power and promise of the grace of Jesus. So um, I'm going to do two things okay. uh, as we kind of close out. Number one is um, obviously hit kind of a little bit of a summary mm-hmm. with this chapter. I feel like he just closed it up. I I feel like this chapter was an overarching like this reminder like said. God at the center, he's in the middle of it. Yeah. He's all around it. The only reason that you are successful in any way, shape and form is because of the grace of God. Yeah. And that was like that was basically the big idea of that. It was almost like a benediction. Yeah. Like I got done with it and I was like, okay, you threw a case study in there. And then I looked at the page numbers and I thought to myself, okay, you were over 200, so you could have just stopped, but maybe you needed the extra space. I don't know. Well, and I do think it's, I think one of the things he alluded to is in ministry, it is so easy to be self-centered with it, to look at me, look at what I've accomplished, look at how good I've done. And I think um, that is a pitfall of a lot of leaders even when you don't realize it um even when your words would say no this is for god what's your heart and so i think it was just that closing reminder of remember why you're doing what you're doing and remember who is giving you the ability and who's allowing you to prosper Mm -hmm. um he said ministry success is is harder for leaders to navigate often than failure and i thought oh he's so true because in failure we cling to the we cling to God, but in success, we often are clinging to ourselves. So, do you feel like do you feel like you're good at like that self evaluation, or or do you struggle <sighs> with it? I think pride is one of my areas that I do struggle with. So mm-hmm. it is a constant check. Of yeah. What is my motivating factor? And this is a I have to be constantly aware of this because I know this is an area I do I can very easily get swept up in and go I'm the best at this. Right. I'm better than everyone else. I'm going to do it better than you. Um, I am constantly evaluating, like, 
am I recognizing where my place is in this? Mm -hmm. Um, trying very hard to hold everything very loosely and say, this is yours, God. Yeah. Um, knowing that I can very easily grab hold Mm -hmm. and go, this is mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen that even like we've at the church here, I, I do the children's and the youth and youth has always been, um, is this, is this a long, is this long haul? Mm -hmm. Is this short term? Are we bringing someone else in someday? And ideally, yes. But in my heart, I'm going like, it's hard. I'm holding on. Like, I love this. I love it. I I have so much fun. And um, I love these kids and my heart like aches for them to just, I want them to love Jesus. And I hold on to it really tight. And that's not like. And your kids are getting older and kind of moving into that. They are. And so so. there's a little bit more of, I want some control over Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And which is number eight on that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And yes. And so, um, I have to be aware of this. This is one that like, to me, this was a good reminder of just check your heart, Mm -hmm. check how tight you hold to things and who is really getting the glory and the credit in my heart. Not maybe what I say, but how, what do I really feel? Yeah. So, so Bethany and I were downstairs, uh, a couple of, couple of nights ago, every night. Um, for those of you that don't know, my wife and I make popcorn and we watch a TV show and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. Um, and then when the TV show ends, we usually like talk for a little bit, you know, just like, hey, what's going on and all this other stuff. And then the kids come, you know, bounding downstairs right. and I'm ready to go to bed. Um, so anyway, um, they actually tell you they're ready to go to bed because mine hide at bedtime so <laughs> they don't have to go to bed. So here's here's our our bedtime process. And I'll see if I can remember my original thought as I'm walking <laughs> through this with you. So normally if both of us are home, this is be if both of us are home because like I get up meeting at church or whatever the case is. But um, if both of us are at home, uh, let's just say 7.30. Like, one of uh, my youngest goes to bed before the oldest. Mm-hmm. Do you stagger bedtimes? We don't. You don't do My that. kids are super close in age, mm. and my oldest is going to fall asleep first regardless. Oh, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. my one, my middle kid is going to, he will read for about a half hour in his bed. Gotcha. Um, but they, we share bedrooms, and so... They all go up at the same time, and we do bedtime all together. Yeah. My oldest notoriously falls asleep during the middle of bedtime, ev- like almost every night. Really? We're in the middle of singing, and he's snoring. <laughs> like he's just. Uh, that's is, funny. He's an early to bed kid. It, it um, happens. Yeah, and my other two, like my one, my middle one, will read for a while. Well, and they share a room too, right? They do. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, it makes a difference. That makes a difference too. Mm-hmm. So there's, we stagger like a half hour. This will yep. be fun. Like you'll figure out like similarities and differences between our bedtime. So uh, they get their PJs on. Uh, they brush their teeth. Uh, they've already had a snack by this point. Mm. My kids love like popsicles, stuff like yeah. that, popcorn. Uh, and then um, they're at the age now where they do devotions on their own. Yep. And usually like Bethany does uh, one and then I'll do like another one. And um, so they do their devotions and then either we end up praying with them um, separate or if like one gets done and the other person hasn't prayed, then like we, mm-hmm. we just migrate into whatever person's room, you know, and do that. Um, and then, then there, that's like their read time. Mm-hmm. So like, um, uh, on a school night, my oldest, uh, she has another half hour, but she's already done with that. So she'll right. go downstairs and like do schoolwork or read or play with Legos or whatever the case is. She's allowed to stay up half hour later. So by the time both of them, though, are in bed, um, we pop popcorn, go downstairs mm-hmm. and watch TV and then uh, and then talk for a little bit. And they will come back downstairs and they're like, they love when Bethany tucks them in. 
So okay. it's like a retuck. Yeah. You like know, they've yeah. already we've already put you in your rooms and all this other stuff. But I think it's their like last hurrah. Yeah, like one more down. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bethany usually goes up and uh, I never do. Uh, she goes up and I she sings to him because mm-hmm. she's her mom, you know, and stuff like that. So oh, I make Matt sings on his bedtime night. Oh, if I it's if it. it's if Bethany's gone, like I'll yeah. do the the whole thing. Like he will, he does the. It, he's not a singer at all. He's yeah. not like I mean, and he doesn't necessarily have the greatest voice, but he he sings hymns with my boys. If yeah. it's be, if it's his turn to do bedtime, yep. Like so, men like do, do it, it, do, do it. it. So it's weird. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. Like I, yeah, I'm a singer, so I don't I don't care. Like it doesn't bother me. So anyway, um. So we are preaching through Galatians right now, right. and we're in Galatians chapter three. So Paul's, you know, already done the intros and all this other stuff with one and two. And Galatians is kind of like the cliff notes of Romans. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling, and Bethany's like, "You okay?" And she always asks me when I'm okay because I'm when I'm thinking through something right. because she she doesn't know how else to pinpoint it. Like mm-hmm. there's something going on in your life. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to figure out." Uh, how bad I'm going to bomb on Sunday. Uh. <laughs> She's like, what, what do you mean? And I said, I just, I said the, the concept. So Paul in to summarize real quick. So Paul in Galatians essentially says um, that uh, there's a group of people that are pushing, like you have to work mm-hmm. for your salvation. And Paul's looking at this group of this other group who's trusted Jesus by faith. Mm-hmm. And he's like, y- you don't have to work. You live life out of admiration of what God has done for you. And so these these two different groups are kind of like fighting or whatever the case is. And I said, how do you communicate? And here's a good question for you, too, because how do you communicate um, something that is intangible, which is the drive, motive, desire, whatever you want to call it, has to be, I don't do this because Jesus loves me. I do this because Jesus loves me. You know what I mean? And and. It's it's the pouring out of grace. And even as I'm like talking through it, it, it I told her, I said, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, everything I'm saying to you makes no sense. Right. It is completely like cloudy and you're confused. But if you know Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit, you're like, oh, I live my life mm-hmm. in an act of worship out of adoration for mm-hmm. what God has done. But so many people say, well, I'm going to do this thing right. because it puts me in right standing with God. So how does that tie into Tripp's book? Well, he, it, that's what we're saying. Yeah. He's looking at it, and he's going, you have to lead out of a heart that is fully surrendered. Absolutely. You know, and you can't lead because you're hoping that it puts you in right standing mm-hmm. with God. But how do you, I mean, how do you even start to, one self-diagnose mm-hmm. right because that's what i just asked you was like how do you self-diagnose like if i'm doing something yeah. with an improper way i think you just know yeah but then at the same time if we lead other people like how do i look at you right and say jess you just did sports camp because you want god to love you more mm-hmm. and you'd be like what like how did you know <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right. uh, and and i think that's the hard part for us as leaders is how do we look at these individuals underneath us and say, yep, you're, you're doing that because you love Jesus. You're not doing that because, you know, it, it, right. the root of pride or whatever the case yeah. is. If you're tracking with me I at am. All. No, I am. I'm just trying to think of how, like, where to start to respond. Um, <laughs> okay. jo- join my struggle for the last, like, two <laughs> yeah. months. You know, I think I think it's hard to I think it's hard to self-diagnose even. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to be like I'm going to give you the Bible answer, but I think it's the real like it's where I'm at is sometimes it's like okay, God just reveal to me like right. what is my heart? 
because right. I'm not sure I'm, I'm holding on to this, mm-hmm. but I think it's asking yourself the question and maybe even asking the people you lead. If you were removed from the situation, like if we were to take you out of this place, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. Like if I were to remove you from this lead teaching position, or if I were to say, like, if you were to come to me and say, Jessica, I, we're going to have someone else run sports camp this right, year. Right. How, how tightly am I holding on to that? You right. know, am I going to go, oh, okay. Like, uh, like, well, I, where's my heart at that? Do you I, would ask 7 million questions. I would ask so many questions. <laughs> I would. And like, hopefully I would get, hopefully I can hold on to things loose enough that you would be able to say, this is why we're going to do have someone else run it. This is where, you know, right. I think, and you would lay out this because I am, I like to be in charge and that that's my personality type, you know, number eight, yep. like, so I think there would be a lot going into that, but how, how tightly are people holding on to things? Mm-hmm. So asking those questions of this, if this was removed from you, like where, like, what is it? Bitterness? Is it anger? Right. Or is it, um, trusting and accepting that this is, you know, you as my pastor, as my boss, as my leader, did you, you know, are you doing this with the right, mm-hmm. I trust that you're doing this with the right motives, whatever. So I think it's asking those types of questions Mm -hmm. um, when you're with your team. Um, If this was to fail, would it shake your identity? Mm -hmm. Um, Those are like, I don't know, like just kind of sometimes I don't even know if we can point it out so much as we've got to help people discover it themselves. Right. And sometimes I think we, we can do that through good question asking right um now when it comes to like the whole works and our works flow out of our heart and our because of the fact that we love jesus sometimes if we're talking about especially new people who are wrestling with that um i've got to do this so he loves me mm-hmm. i think you strip away all of the works like i think you you don't even factor that. Like somehow right. you've got to get them to strip it away. Right. Like get rid, get rid of that and focus on the grace. And then the works come after. Right. And so sometimes it's just saying, stop. Yes. As a mature believer, I recognize that the works that I do flow out of my love and obedience for my Lord. Mm-hmm. But I'm a mature believer or mature ish. <laughs> I don't know if I'm mature. Sometimes I think and very I'm humble. Yeah, no, but I've been, I've been, you know, walking through this process. It's a long process right, right, and right. lots of refining, but I would say, you know, like where I'm at in my walk with the Lord, not an infant, not, a, not, not an infant, not an adolescent. Yeah. I'm, uh, right. yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not like, I have a lot more to learn, but like where you're, yeah, you're not an infant and I'm not an infant in my faith anymore. So now you can kind of enter that, those things back blurring then. the line between teenager and young adult yeah, yeah. somewhere in there sometimes <laughs> i go backwards <laughs> i'm like shoot wrong way <laughs> yeah i'm in your boat um but yeah i think it's stripping away like just pull like right get rid of this work stock like mm. why like yeah especially with new believers or people like kind of going into that first like i, I kind of think i want to have a relationship with jesus so what do i have to do right that's you just get rid of it all there's no do you can't do it and being really brutally honest with it you can't do anything yeah you will i i don't know like maybe if that will help like maybe that helps that so then you've taken it completely out of the picture you've relied on grace and now you're talking about the sanctification part Mm -hmm. the becoming more Mm -hmm. and more like i don't know well and it feels like there's almost like this um but pride is the root oh yeah right like so if if you're I think you just know. I think I could look at somebody and I could be like, hey, if you were to be fully transparent with me, you know, um, do you do this 
because you feel like it puts you in, in better standing with God or you do this because you love the Lord. Like you tell me, you know, I can't even like I like I said, pride I struggle with, but I can't ever. Maybe it's just the way I grew up knowing I could never earn my salvation. Mm-hmm. And maybe so I never that was never an instance. But I, I know we've got a lot of people with different backgrounds. I don't think uh, I think this is what's scary. So I don't think it's a salvation issue anymore. I think people genuinely know mm-hmm. Jesus. I, I, I'll give them the, sh- the, the benefit yeah. of the doubt there. I think, and, and here's the hard thing with like Galatians, just with, in the study, is um, so many commentaries will call these Judaizers, these, these people who are right. workspace, um, Jewish believers, which okay. is crazy because they're saying like, you came to know the Lord, right? Like, so they say they, they have known the Lord, but they're adding works to their faith. But they're still bringing their old faith onto it. So if, are the Gentile, I mean, I need to go back and read Galatians right, like, right. and study it, but it, cause it's the Jewish believers that are adding in the works. It's not the Gentiles, right? Yeah. So it's the Judaizers are, are the group of people that are essentially influencing the Gentiles mm-hmm. to say, so almost, uh, you could look at it like this, almost like, Jew, Jews and Gentiles got saved, right? Right, and the Jews looked at it and go, "Okay, now we're saved, so, so we're gonna, gonna we're gonna do, do what the old covenant tells us to do." And then the the Gentiles got saved, but here's the crazy thing about Gentiles: they don't have the old law, right. like they don't. It's not even existent, so they they're so confused. They're like, "What is this magical Lord of Rings book that you yeah. <laughs> have in your hand?" Which I think is what I was trying to say is like I grew up knowing like where my background there was works was not you cannot work for your faith. So it doesn't, that doesn't, that side of it doesn't enter into my relationship. I know what I do doesn't necessarily bring me closer to God because it's all by his grace. But I do see how we have a lot of people who their background Mm -hmm. was that and how do we help them? Well, and that's so that and release that. So to take it further. So the, the Judaizers look at them and they're, they're like influencing them because essentially what they're doing is they're saying, Hey, if you want to be like, like, like God, I don't even think they would say like Jesus. No. They would say, if you want to be like God, you do these things. Right. And so they're so fascinated by mm-hmm. it, like these Gentiles, because they're like little kids. So I think that's a scary part for us in today's society is we have all these people who've come to know Jesus, right? Right. And they've made this declaration of faith. But instead of not having the Old Testament, they don't have the Bible. Yeah. Like, And what Paul's saying is like, hey, even if you go back to this old law, all it's going to do is show you how fallible you really truly right. are. And this is two weeks ahead, but so essentially the the Gentiles are looking at them and they're saying, well, we trusted Jesus, but the law will sanctify us and set us apart. And Paul's going, no, Mm -hmm. like that's not how it works, because what they're essentially doing is they're saying, if we do these things, God will love us more. And he's like, God doesn't love you any more or any less. Then the Judaizers look at the Gentiles and they go, well, hold on a second. They're just going to go ahead and they're going to live however they want to live. They're going to just go ahead and say, well, we're covered by grace, so mm-hmm. we can just go ahead and do whatever we want. Paul answers that question, obviously, in Romans where he says, right. should I continue to sin so that right. grace may abound by no means? Right. But the hard part in that whole endeavor is because you see it and I see it in the local church. We watch people all the time who are saved continue to try to earn their sal- salvation mm-hmm. by what they do. And it's kind of like they look back like little kids all the time and they go, look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing, look what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And we're like, you don't have to look back at me. Like, y- you, it, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, and so it, like to full circle it, I mean, it goes right back to what Tripp says is it's all about the heart and remembering Bingo. his presence. And why we, we serve because we remember who we serve and mm-hmm. who is doing the work. And so, I, yeah, I 
think as a leader helping your leaders and helping the people your team see right what is the main thing and who is the main thing well and like take it in the context like what we're looking at leadership like leadership is like and and i know anybody who's going to read this book is looking at leadership like this big like i'm a pastor of a church or the children's director or the youth director or whatever the case is like we we always do that like let's take it into just being a spouse for a second absolutely here's here's where i see this like really meeting the rubber meets the road it is when you look at a task and you are willing to complete that task without any acknowledgement from your spouse without any validation whatsoever you just did it out of the goodness of your heart because you love that person absolutely and i'm sitting there thinking to myself like oh that's what it looks like Mm -hmm. like it is and how many times have we watched like um other marriages or whatever the case is and we watch people and we're like dude you totally did that for you yeah and you got what you kn- yeah it's uh, the like the bible says you you'll get your reward at that moment mm-hmm. like you'll get a reward down the road for that because you got it right there but it's so enlightening about what that looks like on a on a micro right. scale before you look at it from a, yeah. at a macro level it's it's um uh take it into context like the couple that just has a kid right and the and the, and the kid goes to the bathroom yeah and who's changing the diaper right and it's it's when both of them are like so adamant they're just like i'll, I got I'll, do, this. I'll do it yeah. no big deal like what well, you did it last time it, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. like i'll do it every time if you want me to like yeah. it, it doesn't matter that's that out of the overflow of the mm-hmm. abundance of the heart but we see so many people who are just like eh, i'm gonna earn it you yeah. know what i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna earn or this. hey did you see what i did check mark it off put that up, put that one in the wing column for me and yeah. let's tally it up and yeah i think that's a great picture though that you painted of when we serve at home just because when we do something for our spouse because we just love them there's mm-hmm. no strings attached that's what it means to work for the lord you just do it because you love them and yeah. there's no you, you don't expect anything greater it's hey god i'm just doing this because i love you and i'm being obedient to you and do you think it goes um, the other way in asking for help to like um love is not always like serving like sometimes love is seeking right so here's where my mind went like is it is it something to say hey i have to run out in five minutes and i still have a couple things i need to do around the house but the dishwasher needs unloaded would you mind doing that for me like would you mind taking those dishes out for me you know whatever the case is one like i think there's two acts of love that happen there one that person is asking for help like Mm -hmm. would you love me this way you know what i mean like the second thing is the other person has the opportunity to love too because they look at it and go no problem like i got i got you you know what i mean like i think we oftentimes just see leadership as okay i'll 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 empty that dishwasher when i get back home because she doesn't want to do it or whatever the case is but isn't it isn't it also like asking for help too like isn't it isn't leadership also delegating it over and saying like hey uh, um could could you do this you know what i mean uh, I got your your mind going. Like Jess is gonna disagree with me here. I goes. am. I don't know. <laughs> I I think it. Okay. So how did how did Jesus lead? Like I'm gonna I'm just gonna verbally process. Like like he, Jesus asked Peter to feed his sheep. He did. He did. He said, "Take care There's of my the people." There's the dishwasher. The biblical and dishwasher he is said, the feeding of sheep. You know, and he sent them out into the towns. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know he said, 
But was that because he wasn't there any longer to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I can make that leap of, I think there's leaders have to delegate. Mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing that mm-hmm. at all. Um, but are you, de- I guess my question is, what? are you delegating from a place of love or right? Because if it's just I like, don't know. so let's say, like, go back to that illustration. So if that person's like, Hey, before I leave, I need you to do this, 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 and this. That's not, you're not no. caring because you, you have no, you're, you're not loving that person because you're just, you're just giving them a list. Yeah. But if you look at them and you say, Hey, here's the five things that kind of need to get done in my mind. What are some of the, what are, what are some of these that maybe you could accomplish? And what are some of these things that we could accomplish together? And what does this look like to get this thing done? And I think that's a different conversation because then that's, that's more than just, Hey, Will you take care of this while I run out because I've got to leave for work or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's that's a how are we working together right. to achieve the best, you know, in our whatever. And if you're working together to achieve the best, isn't that the definition of love? Yeah, that's what I'm sa- I'm saying. But right. that's that's a conversation that that's had. It's more than just will you unwash the dish or, right, or right, unload right. the dishwasher. Right. Um, it, yeah, there's conversation. So that I could that I could get by. I could believe like. I could get behind of love, like when you're working together, but it's a working together. And am I willing to say the dishwasher can sit like they've had a crazy long day or the baby is teething and Mm -hmm. that mom has not slept, you know, take a nap and leave the dishwasher and come back and do it when you get home. So I think it's, I don't know. I think you have to be careful in that because I think, I think you have to be very careful to like jump right into delegating is love it could be yeah it could be as your team you're working together you're handing over things you're um and are you reco- doing that out of a, a out of a of a heart yeah for, i'm recognizing you're gifted in this in yeah. a way i'm not and i'm equipping you mm-hmm. because i desire for you to grow in this mm-hmm. um i would just be very cautious i mean in my head i can just see like hey they said if I ask you to unload right, the dishwasher, right. I'm loving you. Right. <laughs> My husband would look at me and be like, no, well, not. love me less. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want that love, you know? So I don't know. Like, I think you just have to be very cautious with that. Or the one person's like, well, I can add this all to the to-do list because yeah. you're... Because you're, you're loving me by doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. Like, yeah. because I think that goes back to what we're saying is we're doing it with mm-hmm. no desire to get anything returned. I don't do things at home so my husband loves me more. My husband loves me, period. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I desire to right. do these things to be helped. You know, so right. I, again, it's such a heart check. Like I think it this, is. This, it is. This whole chapter was just so much of a check your heart, check your heart, check your heart. Mm-hmm. He even said it like, what your how does he say your conversational theology versus like the way you I don't know how yeah, like yeah. versus how you actually live. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know what the words were he used, but yeah, it's easy to say something, but what is the heart of what is motivating you? Yeah. So. Okay, so uh the whole book. Yeah. A B C D E and no A B C D F. There's no E grade. Right. Uh oh, we're grading. Plus minus. Like, why yeah, are yeah, you giving like, me why are you giving me <laughs> letters? I'm so So as you. a whole, like like where would you where would you uh where would you put it at? Yeah, I give it an A. I liked it. Really? I, I did. It's kind of in your in it's your vein. It's in my though. vein. I love these type of books. I love leadership books. I love leadership books that are centered on scripture and God's word. And yeah. I think I think he made me think some. Um, he made me evaluate like what is your motivating factor. I think that was the last chapter was basically a summation to in my mind of the entire book in different ways. Like mm-hmm. um 
so I enjoyed it. I would definitely recommend it for any for anyone. Like mm-hmm. it's written very much geared towards pastors. Yeah. Um, even ministry leaders, I could see getting a hold of it and going, okay, I can I can take the bent out. Mm-hmm. But man, even if you're a husband leading your family, yeah, read this. If you're a wife learning what it looks like to lead in the areas you like right. you lead your kids your husband leads you in the your kids but you you're you lead your kids what does that look like mm-hmm. um I, I yeah i give it an a uh oof, don't get mad no and it's okay uh, we don't agree on books yeah yeah uh b mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll, I'll say why I wish there was, I'm huge on application. Yeah. Always have been, always will be. So like, yes, I understand what you're saying. I get it. Some blurred lines between this and Dangerous Calling, which is his book to pastors. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, like, I feel like um, it's a Luke Acts type thing. Like, I feel like a lot of his stuff is that way though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. even when we were reading some of the Journey to the Cross and then I was listening to him speak, I felt like I caught bits and pieces mm-hmm. of everything throughout everything, mm-hmm. which I, uh, you're going to happen. So like I would say like Luke is like his, his dangerous calling yeah. and lead is X, which yeah. is this is what it's looked like. This is what um, after or if you're not in pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. this is what this looks like to lead. Um, Would have loved or or maybe, hey, Paul, hit me up, let me know him to really give cement and again not a lot of books have this so i gotta be careful with it but this is what this looks like in everyday life Mm. this is what it looks like if you're a pastor this is what it looks like if you're a ministry leader this looks like if you're in business or ceo maybe some sort of workbook and there probably is some workbook out there with it like well it wasn't written to those people though i don't think he wrote it to in to us, to me, yeah. he wrote it to you as I w- a pastor. Well, and I would have just loved to see yeah. like more tangibles. Yeah. Like that's fair. This is what this looks like lived out in, yeah. in everyday life. And you have to infer a lot on your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. like and a lot of theological guys who write, you know, in regards to biblical principles and concepts, they want you to draw your own conclusions mm-hmm. because they're so educated yep. that they're like. But sometimes they forget that our conclusions suck. Exactly. <laughs> I had a professor exactly. like that in college, and I would get so mad. I'm like, I legit, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell me the answer because I don't know. You want me to get there? I can't get there. No, I agree. I don't and know. That's that's yeah. the tool in the toolbox thing. Yeah. Like, there's so many times where I look at it, and I think even as pastors, like for example, we were just talking about like bedtime, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would look at somebody and I would be like, Hey, I think I do bedtime great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm um, whatever. Like. I think you need to take my outline and put it into practice and then structure accordingly. You know what I mean? But I think, yes, I'm with you. I think people need some more concrete here. Like, this is what this looks like. Or why don't you start with my outline and then write your own book? That's where I think we got to make sure that you're not, this is the only way to do it. Right. And so I think sometimes that's why authors and pastors, like, they leave a little bit open because they understand that. You're in a home. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to go with the bedtime one. You're in a home that you both are home in the evenings. I reside Right. In what a do you do if you're not? That yeah. my husband didn't reside. Was, I mean, he wasn't there in the evenings for how many years? So, right, you right. know, he wasn't a part of that. Or, or dad travels or I'm a single parent. So here's the outline. You said your girls do devotions on their own. Yeah, um, like what if your kids can't? You know, My or? kids do their devotions on their own in the morning. Mm-hmm. So our evening is our family devotion right. time. That's before bedtime or at supper, depending on which one we get to, is when we do our fa- you do your family devotions in the morning. Right. Is one right and one wrong? No, they're just different. So I think that's the being the careful when you say, 
this is the only way. And I think that might be why sometimes these are left open. Right. Because. Well, it sounds like you and I, like if we were to compare notes, we would be like, this is the same. This is the same. This is the same. Yeah. And that's where I. These are just intermixed in different ways. Right. So that. And that's where I wish he had those. I wish he was like, he gave me like the three guideposts. Yeah. I like that guidepost. This and this. Like these are, these are the things that need to, to transpire Mm -hmm. and, and be happening you tell me what those look like. Yeah, I like that word guidepost a lot better than like. Yeah, it's like uh, it looks like. like when we study the Bible, we always tell people one meaning, multiple applications. Mm-hmm. So there's one meaning in this text. Right. But what? how do you apply that meaning is right. can be all over the place. And there was just a couple of things where I was like, okay, Paul, what's what's the guidepost there? Yeah. You know, like what does I will say like? there was a couple of times, even in this chapter, he's like three things. Da, da, da. And then I'm like, I needed you to define those three things. Exa- bingo. Like. I figured it out like I had to read pretty deep and I had to underline and put a number one. Give me the number one. Right. But again, from I, I to me, I can look past that when mm. I just look at the overall content of it. Right. Um, I don't know. So. Yeah. Like, for example, like at church, we say uh, we believe strongly that everybody needs to be reading their Bible um, once a year, like cover to cover. Right. Start And if whatever that looks like for you is great. My recommendation would be from Genesis to Revelation. Oh nope, I chronological. <laughs> well, so many people again. You you've kind of figured it out, yeah. right? Like you're you're. you're I love the chronicle because I love to go. I love to see where everything fits in yeah. place. Cool. Like yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> if so, you've never done it before, though, yeah, it's like, a lot harder. Here is the app that we have. Yeah. Here is the outline that we yep. have. Like start there. You've done it where you're like, okay, those the the guidepost was. Cover to cover. That's it. Matt and I had this full discussion at our home because he's a Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. And I'm chronological. And I'm like, let's do it together. He's like, only if you do it my way. I'm like, well, I don't like your way. I actually (laughs) might go chronological next year because what I'm learning is, um, and I've done it for so long, like I I almost want to um, put like the New Testament first and then go and do the old because just to shake it up. Well, from January to, like, July, I'm in the Old Testament, and I'm like, ah! I, I kind of, like, the chronological chronological I have takes, like, your minor prophets and puts them in mm-hmm. where they're at and takes even some of your psalms and puts them in mm-hmm. where they would have been written. And I find that fascinating because so much of, like, David's psalms right. are at key points in his life. And so reading that alongside... Yeah. Um, yeah, my oldest son is doing it, and so we were in Genesis, and he at the very beginning we started. You know, we were in Genesis. We're trucking along, and he goes, "We went to Job, Mom." Yeah, <laughs> what's going like, on there? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, and then Job is really kind of hard for a kid. It's, well, the the first couple chapters in the end are fine. Yeah, 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 it's the whole middle section, yeah. and he's like, "Mom," I'm like, "Just keep going. You'll get back to Genesis." You're almost there. I didn't have the heart to tell him like Leviticus and Numbers. Yeah, they're coming, coming right? Like. They'll just, we're going to get through Job. It was really funny though. And then he got a little sidetracked and we kind of, we've adapted for him because he is young, but. Well, and your true chronological would pause like chapters in too, right? It does. Yeah. 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 Sometimes. Um, yeah. Like you would, you'd go to like they, Kings and Chronicles and kind of intermix all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they do. It, it intermixes your Kings and it intermixes those. It'll finish a Samuel, chapter out. Yeah. Like it won't stop mid chapter. Like, so we're going to read first Samuel 16 and then we're going to go to like that's what my question Chronicles. like would they would they pause mid chapter or no not they they're going to finish the chapter usually gotcha. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, probably because it didn't look right when you yeah it'd be I mean, weird it didn't make the pretty little boxes <laughs> i yeah, don't know gotta, yeah yeah you got to have the like, outline right so got to have system and structure yeah anyways. um all right so um 
one one big thing to to close up that you took away from the book that you're like this is it this is the oh. one thing that you would go this is like one or two sentences that you're like this is why you should read it mm. you should like email me these questions ahead of time i know so but I they're so think. much better on the fly so you wouldn't want me i might want you to send you um i just said no i was like no <laughs> no i know you basically were like pass i'm not doing that Hard pass. i think like looking over the chapters overall i just really appreciated the like it made you think of your heart and your mm. what drove you mm-hmm. looking at the different chapters um i i really like the one on limits it was a good reminder of we all have limits and working within those mm-hmm. and um when i overdraw in one area and it wasn't a new concept at all sure but i am pulling back like something else that you know, either my relationship with God or my family isn't getting that time when I'm, his ministry takes up a lot of time sure. and it's hard and it, and it can easily suck your time and we can easily justify our ministry time as our God time, which oh, yeah. isn't yeah. necessarily the case. Hit or miss. Depends on be, what you're doing. Depends on what you're not doing. Yeah. So it's a slippery slope though. Where's the status of your heart? Yeah. Um, and when I overextend in an area, not only does it mean I'm pull, I'm not spending enough time somewhere else but I'm taking away that opportunity for someone else to serve mm-hmm. and use their giftedness to their fullness and so I think just being aware of that overall looking at it and going like I have lots of things I'm talking through and working to talk through with my teams mm-hmm. just it's more than just completing a job mm-hmm. and helping our team see that mm-hmm. um, it's more you're not just teaching on a Sunday morning this is also about your sanctification process, and this is about you growing yeah. um, in these different roles. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, I don't have a good, great answer, but those are kind of like the top like thoughts in my head. I, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but I think the last chapter was probably the best because I've read the whole book. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's one of those out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks but also out of the overflow of the heart the hands move and the feet move you know and i think that's where we have to go back to and i love what he constantly drove uh it was if you've been redeemed by the gospel that you have received then you'll lead effectively yeah you know and it always goes you're always going to get me on the gospel. He goes back to the gospel through the whole entire book. Yep. So that's a win. Like Yeah, you have to you have to lead out of humility, chapter mm-hmm. 1. You have to lead out of those things. But if it's kind of like what we were just talking about. If if you don't know Jesus and have confessed your sin and believe that he is the Messiah, that he is the redeemer, that he is the one that gives you not life eternally, but also life now. Mm-hmm. None of this will make sense. Yeah, it just won't. It, you, you'll be so, you'll walk around in a haze. You'll be. Um, I just I just said this the other day. I don't understand secular society because secular society. Um, if I was secular, if I was truly secular, mm-hmm. I'd rob banks mm-hmm. and I would run as far and as fast as I can. I would be the coldest person ever. I would take everything I possibly could from everybody I came in contact with because it doesn't matter. Uh, So why not? Why not? Why work for 50 to 60, 70, 80 hours a week making no money whatsoever and having what you have? Like, I just don't understand that mentality. But once you have the gospel, you're like, man, I can find joy in anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I can be sitting in chaos and i'm still like it's all good you know like so i i think 
the whole preface I push out, you know, if, if I would put this in somebody's hand, which I would, um, is, is maybe I would put it in the people's hands who I'm like, Hey, I'm not questioning the status of your heart, but I'm questioning the status of your heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not questioning your leadership, but I'm kind of questioning your leadership at the same time. So I don't know. I, I, I think it, it was worth it. We're going to continue on with it in regards to our teams. Right. Um, I'm with you. There's things that I, uh, that need to be implemented with our team, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so good job, Paul. Yep. Lead Paul David trip. Check it out. All right. I know. Until then. Bye. God bless. Thank you for listening to the community gospel church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, Simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.